0: Traffic, uh, many times people get so frustrated because they can't do anything in their lives because there's so much traffic out. Well, in podcast terms and in business terms, traffic is your friend. And so we want to talk about that today and how it relates to your podcast and how it will actually take your podcast to the next level. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there, thanks for joining us today on Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm thrilled to have you here. And if you've been listening along, you kind of know we're on this journey to figuring out how to monetize our podcasts through ways that are not typical like sponsorships. Everyone thinks you can monetize your podcast through sponsorships, and the reality is only a small fraction of people actually monetize their podcast through sponsorships. And even then, most of those people don't feel like they're getting paid what they're worth when they get that money from a sponsor. So that's why we're gonna try to take a little more control over our revenue streams from our podcast by building out our own uh, resources, our own courses, our own products, our own services, and monetize our podcast that way. And this part of monetizing your podcast is one of the most critical. Traffic is so important for any business. And if you don't have traffic, your business will starve or it will be on the roller coaster of, oh, I have a lot of referrals this month. Oh, all my people left me next month. And oh, I've got a lot. So I'm good. Oh, next month down again. So you'll be on a crazy roller coaster ride that is not at all predictable. It is not at all (laughs) planable. And you can't figure out how to run your life and run your business when you don't have predictable traffic sources to your podcast. So let's clear up a couple of things. Traffic is, for podcasters, most of the time we're talking about downloads. That's the only way you can see traffic. Now, within podcast stats at different podcasting hosts, sometimes they'll show you downloads. Sometimes they'll also give you another number, which is subscribers. And subscribers, Any platform can give them to you, but they're only for people that listen on that platform. So in other words, if you have Spreaker as a podcast host, then your RSS feed goes out. They give you a download number from the RSS feed. Every platform that hits that RSS feed is recorded in those numbers. But if you are getting subscriber numbers, your only Spreaker can only tell you how many people on listening on their platform subscribe to your show. So if you have 40 subscribers, that means 40 people who listen to podcasts on the Spreaker app have subscribed to your show on that podcast app. Many podcast apps are out there and there's, you probably have a few listeners here and a few listeners there. That's why, so for us, subscriber numbers are not something that we can live and die by, but you do want as many of them as possible and not all places where you can subscribe to your podcast are actually going to give you those numbers. And it's more importantly, (laughs) you also have to realize that you're going to get a subscriber tick mark in the column when someone subscribes, but you're not going to get any other information. That is information that's held on at the podcast app or the whatever entity that's distributing your podcast. So just because they subscribe to you, it doesn't mean that you're home free. You still have some work to do. So let's start with the very, very basics. There are three types of traffic. And these three types of traffic are universal to any business, whether it's a local business, a brick and mortar business, an online business, a doctor's office, a plumbing company, whatever it is, chiropractor, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what type of business. And the same thing, it's, it's the same thing that we're talking about for, you know, like an Amazon seller or an eBay seller or anyone else who has any of their business online. Traffic is universal across all niches, across all platforms, and that's why it's so important for us to spend the time learning it because when we learn it we basically unlock revenue streams for our business by bringing in enough traffic to sustainably support our revenue goals. So the first type of traffic and I was I don't know if I've told you there were three types of traffic that you need to be concerned with and there, each one of these has its pros and cons, but there's no like, oh, well, I only want this type of traffic or I only want that type of traffic. No, ideally, you want all three of them. You want as much of all three of them as possible. Now, back in the day, I, I don't remember if it was Jay Abraham or another guy who basically said, the one who can pay the most to acquire customers always wins. So let me just start there. The one who can pay the most to acquire customers always wins. Why is that? Because if I can spend more money to acquire a customer than you can, then I can get that customer my ads are going to be in front of that customer, I can do more things to get that customer to come in, because I'm still going to be okay. Once I acquire them, I know what my costs are, I know what my ad spend is. And I know that if I get that customer, I know what my lifetime value is. And I can add that to my business bottom line. So when you think about traffic, You got to think about these three things. Traffic that you control. Now, controlling traffic is very different than owning traffic. And I'll tell you about owning traffic in a minute. But there's traffic that you control. And those are going to be most of the time paid ads. It's going to be where you go in front of another platform that already has traffic, already has people in your niche using that platform or listening to or consuming from that platform. And you go in and say, for a small amount of money, or a large amount of money, whatever it is, whatever the amount is, you have to say, can I get in front of your traffic? And that's what advertisers do. They say, you have a niche, a target listening audience of these types of people. And that's our ideal customer for our supplement or our protein shake or whatever it is we'd sell. And they want to get in front of your audience. So they pay you a small amount of money. And you put in an ad for their product or their service, hoping that some of those people that listen to your show will then convert and become their customer. And once they become their customer, then that would be traffic that they would own and they can now market to those people without having to pay you for it because they you're probably on their email list if you're a customer. So you have to understand traffic that you control is paid ads, where you're basically saying for this price, or can I buy go into an auction to buy uh, some traffic on these keywords? What can and the thing is, the more you can spend on that, the more you of that traffic you can control and you can choke out competitors and other things like that. But you have to know your ad cost and you have to know your ad spend. You have to know what your um, average customer uh, or cart value is and at your lifetime value of a customer and those sorts of things. So any paid ads or any paid traffic is going to be traffic that you control a piece of it because you're getting in front of it. You're paying to get in front Of those people that are on that traffic platform anyway now traffic that you don't control that's going to be organic traffic it might be a mention in your local newspaper it might be some sort of pr rep gets in front of uh some big person and pitches you to them and you you get you you get the benefit of that it's also whenever someone searches for something organically in google and you just happen to pop up completely organically you didn't pay for that You don't own that, and you know what? Tomorrow, if that person searches the same search function, they might get different results in Google. You might not show up again. So you don't control it, but you can benefit from organic traffic. Same thing with a Facebook group. That's, it's like you hear a lot of people, I like, want to make something go viral. Well, make, making something go viral is a lot of times something you don't control, but you can get the benefit from because you're getting a lot of people to uh, your entity or your video or your business or whatever it is that you're doing. So. Traffic that you control is paid ads. That's the first type of traffic. Traffic that you don't control is organic traffic. A lot of times in podcasting, we see these magazines or other publications come out with top tens or top 15 or whatever podcasts that you should listen to to fall asleep or that you should listen to before you make travel plans. Or you should do whatever the, the niche is. And getting your podcast on one of those is a great thing. And it would be organic traffic, someone else bringing traffic to you and kind of shining the spotlight in your corner of the, the Internet without you having to pay for it. Now, many times you can leverage relationships with people and friendships that you've built with people to get your podcast mentioned in organic ways like that but it's not something that you can control like you couldn't probably go out and find every single week another podcast list to be on unless it was a paid situation right so traffic that you don't control is going to be that organic traffic that just happens to find you because it was the right place at the right time, but if they search differently or they even search the same way again, you may or may not be found in those search results. The third type of traffic is traffic that you own. Traffic that you own is your customer list. It's your people that have signed up for your email list. And this type of traffic is, I don't want to say it's completely bulletproof because there are... um, you Know you're still at the mercy of other entities, uh, like you know, spam laws and the ICANN stuff from Europe, where you can't you can only market to certain people that have opted in and that sort of thing. You're also at the mark at the mercy of uh, any sort of email service that you use or, or those sort of things, but at least. Your list is your list. And many times you'll hear, you know, marketers and other people say, um, the true value of your business is in your list. And it's because getting in front of that audience in a very organic way, because they signed up to your email list, is the most cost effective way to get in front of people. Plus, it's sort of, it's warm traffic, it's not cold traffic, so you don't have to do as much work to get those people to buy. So getting people on your email list is sort of where we started. Remember, in like episode two, we talked about stop focusing on downloads. Instead, start focusing on email opt-ins. Well, email opt-ins are very, very important. And you don't get me wrong. You can run paid traffic to get someone on your email list. That is a conversion that I would absolutely say is a good thing unless you're paying, you know, an exorbitant amount for each person that gets on your email list, but how good you are at marketing your email list will determine what the value of each person on your email list is. So, if you're a really good marketer, you might be able to look at your list and say, You know what? I'm averaging getting two or three or four or five or ten dollars out of every person on my email list. So, if I have an email list of a thousand and I'm getting ten thousand uh ten dollars off sorry let me my math got mess got me messed up there my zeros but if you have a list of a thousand and you say I'm getting ten dollars for every person on my email list on average that means you're making ten thousand dollars a month from your email list and that means by selling them things by selling them products by putting them in nurture sequence by basically walking them up your value ladder and then on that same token If you get people on your email list, you know how much that average email person, how many times you have to email them before they buy more. And so you begin to understand all those metrics involved so you know what you can afford to pay to get people to put on your email list. And getting people on your email list is the holy grail because you're never going to have to keep paying to send out an email. If I have an email service provider and I'm paying my monthly whatever to that person, <laughs> that entity, my monthly fees, I can send out as many emails as I want without having to incur additional cost. But if I want to up the people that I get in front of with paid traffic, what do I have to do? I have to increase my budgets. I have to say I need to spend more for this keyword to get in front of those people and to get that traffic. So traffic that you own, the bigger that category is, the bigger that segment of traffic that you have to your business uh, is the traffic that you own, that means many times the less you have to spend on paid traffic. So it's really critical. And I hate to say it as a podcast industry, uh, largely, most of the time, we get so used to only doing organic things, only doing non-paid things. And I'm not saying it doesn't force us to be creative, but you also have to realize that traffic to your business, paid traffic to your business, cuts down on your time that it takes you to scale and get revenue coming in. So for every everything that we're endeavoring, there's either It's going to either take time or it's going to take money. And you can accomplish the same thing many times with a certain amount of time. Like I might be able to get to 10,000 organic listeners with a podcast every single month simply by doing it for a year or year and a half with no paid traffic. But if I did paid traffic, would I get to 10,000 listeners (laughs) to my podcast within two months? Well, what is that doing to save me, you know, 12 or 13 or 14 months of time and effort just by not having to do paid traffic? So many times it makes sense, especially when you have very few forms of organic traffic or sources that you can tap Non-paid sources of traffic that you can tap, you might need to throw some money at it so that you can get in front of people. And that's not a bad thing, but you have to set it up in such a way that you're getting conversions and you're getting a return on your investment that you're making in paid traffic. The other part is that many platforms, you hear pay to play all the time. So many platforms are set up in such a way that if you are buying ads on their platform, even if it's a small amount of ads, it's going to give you more organic reach because they see you as one of their valued customers. This is very much the same way. If you had an email list that was only made up of buyers, you even had your larger email list segmented out into people that have already bought from you. Those are going to be your high value clients. They're going to be your high value customers. So you might treat them differently than you would a cold email list or a list of of inactive or non-engaged email users. Right? So that's what those platforms do many times with traffic. So you have to realize that paid traffic is not a bad thing, but Traffic that you own is the one you want to grow as much as possible, and many times you can grow the traffic that you own by using paid traffic, and that's okay to do. So with this traffic thing, I think many times we get caught up on with podcasts and, and getting listeners and you'll hear podcasters talk about growing their audience. How do you grow your audience? How do you grow your audience? How do you grow your audience? And what they're actually asking is I need more traffic to my podcast. And it's more ears. It's more people listening, downloading, subscribing, whatever the metric is that they're trying to measure. They feel like they need more of those. And getting more of those can be a multi pronged um, approach, because many times you're going to be doing all three of these things at once. So let me give you let's let's break down each one of these three and talk about how it would specifically apply to podcast. So traffic that you control is paid ads. Now, in my mind, a podcaster shouldn't, I'm not going to say never, but you should be very careful about running paid traffic, let's just say for, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever to get podcast listens, to get downloads to your podcast. And the reason is is because many times you you don't know when a conversion happens, like you don't know with Facebook, when somebody listens to your podcast, you don't know, you can't track them back many times. So it's hard to get a conversion from that. And even then, because there's nothing in place where you captured their email or who they are, so that you can then market to them every single time, you missed getting them into your Paid your platform, your traffic that you own, you know, from the, the ads that you ran. So now every time you want to get in front of them, you probably have to pay again and pay for that traffic. So running ads for Facebook or other entities, you need to have probably a really good lead magnet and a really good offer to try to capture leads from that platform and get them into. And let me just also say this if you're going to be doing paid traffic, You should really look at the people that are the paid traffic of places where podcast listeners already are. So where can you go and pay for ads that podcasts, you're not going to have to overcome the barrier of getting people to listen to podcasts. So let me give you an example. If I wanted to advertise on a podcast app, that the only purpose of that app was to get people to listen to podcast and to facilitate that i would assume that 100% of the people that are registered users with that app listen to podcast right because why would they have the app why would they have downloaded if they don't listen to podcast by that same token if i go to facebook and i advertise on facebook what percentage of facebook users listen to podcast it's probably going to be very similar to the population at large, which I think is probably around somewhere 30-40% of podcasts, the, the general public listens to podcasts. So understand that getting over that barrier of just listening to a podcast, if that's what the goal of your advertising is, is going to largely be a function of where you advertise. So if you're already advertising in a place where podcasters podcast listeners are, Then that's a great, great match. But if you're advertising in a place where people may or may not listen to podcasts, you have to realize that you're probably going to get less results. So when you think about paid traffic, like let's just think about it from a podcast perspective I could pay for ads, I could pay for ads on podcast apps. I could even, is there a podcast somewhere that I would like to do a guest appearance on? maybe I could get in there for free, maybe they accept podcast, um, you know, interviews and you know, cold pitches, so to speak, to be a podcast guest. But how much more um, would it would it be wrong to pay money to be on someone's podcast? I don't personally think it is. I was in a Facebook group the other day where someone asked that as a poll, if you um, would you consider being a guest on a show where you had to pay to be on. And people immediately started poo-pooing the idea and, oh, it's just disgusting and all this kind of stuff. And they're not thinking about it from a marketing perspective. And in my mind, I don't know how many podcasters are monetizing through doing, you know, having guests pay to be on. I've seen a few and I've had a few clients that have said, Christy, this person asked me to be on their show. And then when they sent me the information, it said I needed to pay $68 or $78 or $150 or or whatever it was in order to be considered to be a guest and that was sort of the offsetting the cost of producing the show and I have mixed feelings about that because depending on that that podcaster that's coming to me saying should I do this depending on what their offers are and what type of um, clients they could see from being on that show um, it's going to make a difference if they don't have an offer that's ready yet they don't have something that they're promoting yet. They don't have something that they're ready to push out into the world, whether it's a book, whether it's a course, whether it's a live event, whatever it is they're doing, and all they're doing is trying to get listeners to their podcast, then it's probably not the best option for them to pay to be in that situation. At the same time, if there is something that they can pay to be on and get in front of the ideal targeted listener who already listens to podcasts, right? Right. Because you're, you're on another podcast, the people that are listening to the podcast are podcast listeners, so you're already overcoming the barrier of getting people to listen to a podcast. And you don't want to spend all your time trying to educate people about why they should listen to podcasts. You want to just go with the people that are already listening to the podcast. So you have to look at these things in different ways. I personally, I haven't monetized my show by bringing on guests and having them pay to be on here. But if I had a lar- large enough um, traffic and a platform with the podcast it might be something that you or anyone else would want to consider especially if you're getting a lot of cold pitches for people that want to get in front of your show because they have a new book that comes out and they have this they have the other the you know all these things that they want to promote it might not be a bad idea you can use the money um, to as a filter People that want to pay can come on. People that don't want to pay don't waste your time. But even as someone who might get um, that back if you try to approach a podcast, I would definitely look at it as a traffic source. How many downloads do they have? How big is their platform? What all are they going to do to promote you? And then it might be worthwhile to pay even up to hundreds of dollars to be on that one show. There's so many people that have said their businesses have been made. their businesses blew up because they got on a specific show, a particular show. And so um, if you're that show, then you have the ability to sort of be the kingmaker. You have to look at all of this as paid traffic that we're talking about. So traffic that you can control, paid ads, Paid appearances, potentially JV partnerships. If you had something that you could offer to somebody to basically take it before their audience and you could pay them a certain amount or pay them a commission on the sales, that would be paid traffic. Traffic that you don't control, but somebody else does, but you get access to. So you pay them a small amount to get in front of their traffic, get in front of their audience platform and then bring a portion of that to your business. Traffic that you don't control is going to be harder to get into. So those have to do with people that you're earning your way in. You can either buy your way in or you can earn your way in. That's the two ways it goes. And so if you have a relationship with people, then you might be able to earn your way in to their shows, to their um, Facebook groups, to their, you know, their communities, and you might be a trusted resource for them if you have that relationship. But it's going to be very hard if you don't. So if you don't, many times you can buy their way in. So think about it from a relationship perspective that you either earn your way in or you can buy your way in. And sometimes you can earn your way in first and pay to be on someone's show and then come out with a relationship on the back end so you don't have to pay every single time. Other times you're going to pay every single time. As podcasters, if you're giving someone their platform, don't be afraid to pay for them to pay you for it. Right. So it's an exchange. And that's what marketing and traffic is all about. The three types of traffic, traffic that you control, paid ads, paid appearances, paid, you know, whatever you're doing to get in paying to get in front of other people's audiences. Traffic that you don't control, which is organic traffic, PR, your local paper hears about you. You get put on a list of the top 10 podcasts to listen to for this. Those are types of organic traffic or someone searches podcasts for um, beekeepers and you happen to be returned in the Google SEO search. That's awesome. You don't pay for that. You don't control it. It's organic. So there's not a good predictability with growing organic traffic unless you earn your way in with a lot of people that control the organic traffic. Traffic that you own is your email list. That's why we started growing this. We started growing the email list because once you get them on your email list, you don't have to keep paying for them. You can market to them as much as you want. And they say if you market very badly, you should be able to make a dollar a month off your email list. If you're really good at marketing, that multiplies. So, once you start doing this whole marketing thing and you get in the, the email you know, list where you're marketing to them and you're using all of it to build your platform and get more traffic to your entities and your offers and the things that you're selling, you'll begin to know what your costs are. You'll begin to know what your conversion rates are. You'll begin to know what the average, you know, if you send out an email to a thousand people, how many of those people open the email? How many of those click the link? How many of those buy the offer? How many of those that buy the offer buy the upsell? See, there are metrics associated with each of these, and then it just becomes a mathematical equation to figure out what you need. And so if you've got an offer that converts really well, but it only gets in front of five people, then you need to figure out what you need, what you can do to get that offer in front of more people. And maybe the conversion rate goes down or or gives you a little different number, but still, if you have a high converting offer, but you're not getting it in, in front of enough people, then traffic is your problem, not your offer, right? So with podcasts, most of the time, what we do is we put it out and we get stuck in free content creation mode because we have no way of capturing and bringing people into that are listening into traffic that we own. And that's what we want to do so that we can then market to them. And if you're thinking that you need more listeners to your podcast and you need more downloads, yes, you're right. You need all of that, but you also want more of them on your email list. So it's almost easier to figure out what you could do to get someone on your email list, and then you can market them your podcast. Get more people on your listening to your podcast, then you can get them on your email list. All of this works symbiotically so that you're getting people saturated into your ecosystem. And then they become a fan, and they become you become a trusted resource, and they become a buyer. But at the same time, we've seen so many podcasts get stuck in free content creation mode and they never get out of it because they don't know how, they don't know what to do. And traffic, if you can master traffic, you will be able to write your ticket for any business, any niche, anywhere in the world. So if you truly want to be financially free or have a lifestyle business or, or whatever, like it is well worth your time to invest in learning traffic there's a brand new book out that um, many of us have been waiting for for more than six months now and um, i'll put the links to it in the show notes but it's called traffic secrets It's Russell Brunson's new book. It kind of completes the trilogy that he did of uh, dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets. And this traffic book, while it does address platforms, it does address techniques that you can use on the platform. Well, one of his goals was to make it so that the content in there would be evergreen. Because Facebook changes their platform, they change their algorithm. So if he gives you tactics today to to deal with how Facebook's running ads or, you know, whatever, it's going to change tomorrow. But he gives you principles that you can leverage with every one of these traffic sources. And with that, again the keys to the kingdom for any business if you can master traffic. So you can write your own ticket. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to write your own ticket with your own business. I want you to be able to turn it on and turn it off. And you might even get to a point where you have so much organic traffic that you don't even need to do paid traffic. What a beautiful problem to have, right? And so, but at the same time, most of the time people don't run paid ads is because they don't have enough money coming in to support the paid ads, But you do have to spend a little bit of money to make money and you have to do it in a smart way. So leveraging your email list, leveraging the traffic that you don't control, the organic traffic, and then leveraging paid ads, the traffic that you do control are the three ways to get more traffic to your podcast and to your business offers and that's what we want to help you do so we'll talk about more about each of the tactics and things behind each one of these types of paid traffic are these types of traffic they're not all paid but um it's paid traffic is specifically one where we'll spend some time on and I'll bring on some guests and we'll talk about doing that as a podcaster and um, just want to prepare you for that. So you'll have a little bit of uh, resources if you decide to dip into uh, the dip your toe into the paid traffic pond. So I hope you have a really good week and I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. If you haven't joined us in the private Facebook group that we have called Podcast Monetization Secrets, I invite you to join us. We are doing everything we can to get podcasters out of free content creation mode and into um, sustainable revenue that's generating month after month after month with your podcast. So if that's what you're all about, and you're not just doing a podcast for a hobby, come and join us and uh, we'd love to meet you there. So I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.